What's up, beautiful people? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Born to Rise. Born to Rise is an incredible foundation that offers a platform for regular people to share their heartfelt stories of how they overcame hardships and traumas. Born to Rise hosts annual events with guest speakers from around the world to come here in Montreal and talk. They are planning to expand across Canada. For more information, visit borntorise.net and stay connected with such a powerful cause. There's a big Born to Rise event coming up in the next few months in Montreal. If you're around the area, check out borntorise.net, get your tickets, and come and see what this event is all about. Are you tired of wearing the same old boring clothes? Don't you want clothes that represent something that you're passionate about or just something that makes you and your friends laugh? Then go check out stylishremix.shop. They have super awesome t-shirts, hoodies, socks, and pillows with funny puns, movie references, and cute avocados to brighten up your wardrobe and make your style unique. Use the code name CHIMPS10 and save 10% off any and all purchases. I just checked out their catalog and I really like one of them specifically. Uh, it's uh, a picture of like a dog paw and it says the dog father. So if anyone knows the Godfather reference, I mean, everyone knows the Godfather reference. So you can be the dog father if you order your dog father shirt today with the code name CHIMPS10 and you'll save 10% off your dog father shirt. Welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast. I'm your co-host Nathaniel Pearl. And I'm Sammy Sheva. And welcome. We here at Curious Chimps are law-abiding citizens. We do not endorse anything illegal. And anything we discuss is for entertainment and not information purposes. We are not experts, and nor do we claim to be. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, read the label, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe. All right, let's talk about drugs. Curious, 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 curious. I guess uh, just introduce you right off the bat, and we'll go from there. Perfect. Want me to introduce myself? Yeah, All right. Sam so my name is uh, Samuel Finn. You can call me Sam. Nice. And um, I'm here, I think, mostly to talk about the Guinness World Record that I just beat, which was uh, the most Chester Ground burpees in 12 hours. And uh, I ended up doing 5,234 burpees. Okay. okay. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you said, I think I'm here to talk about that. <laughs> I think. It's I like, think we, like, could yeah. do, we could talk about some other <laughs> shit for sure. But that's the, I mean, that caught our attention, let's say, for yeah, sure. Yeah. It caught so many people's attention, man. It was, it was crazy. I know it. Like, it, uh, so many people jumped in and, and did burpees. So many people also like, gave their money for the, for the fundraiser. It's yeah. uh, Honestly, it was so touching to see how many people jumped in and, and used uh, the, the, the story to go through their own challenges and received a lot of messages. It was, it was really inspiring. Wow. Yeah. And uh, just for you did this because you were trying to make you were fundraising for your brother, right? It was exactly yeah. yeah. So I was uh, fundraising for um, sarcoma research. Okay. So sarcoma cancer, it's the, um, the cancer that took my brother's life in uh, 2017. Okay. And uh, he was only 27 years old. Wow. So it's uh, it's a pretty rare form of cancer, and it mostly attacks uh, children. I think the average is like 13 years old, yeah. and it's uh, very, very aggressive. So that's why the the funds are, are scarce because it's rare and it's it's super aggressive. And I definitely wanted to bring visibility to the cause, raise funds, and also raise uh, raise awareness for, for my brother's story. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And Man. how much did you raise for that? We raised a little over $60,000. Wow. And 100% oh, goes directly to, to the foundation. So Holy it's, crap. It's incredible. Our target was, when we launched, we, um, we set that target because it was on GoFundMe. Yeah. So online, we set that target at $10,000. But our actual target was $20,000. We wanted to gain momentum and say, oh, we beat, the, we beat our target quickly. So that would gain a lot of momentum quickly. 
And uh, we reached $10,000, I think, in like 10 hours. <laughs> then we increased it to twenty thousand dollars, and we reached uh, twenty thousand dollars. I think in like five or six days, Holy and it just kept going and going. And it went to sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I'm sure there's going to be listeners that have donated, and uh, thank you guys. That's incredible, man. That's, Th- thank you from the wow. bottom of my heart. Honestly, it's. Uh, Holy shit. I was amazed by how many people gave of their money, gave of their time. Like a lot of people did burpees as well. They challenged their friends. They challenged their, their communities, and it was, it was so touching. Wow. So touching. I saw some videos online. People just came in and were doing it with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like during the record uh, attempt, there's one guy. I started at 7 a.m. And there's one guy who came in at like 7, 7, 10. And uh, nobody knew him. Nobody knew him. He just went straight in front of me, started doing burpees. And I was like, man, this guy's <laughs> following me. Like he's doing yeah. burpee for burpee for burpee with me. And, and it's uh, it's a pretty fast paced. Yeah. Um, and I was like, how's he gonna stay? Like, how's, how's he gonna keep following me like that? Like, he's for sure gonna burn himself out. And sure enough, he kept going, I think for like two or three hours. And it got <laughs> wow. to a point where he couldn't even do burpees anymore, but he would just lay flat on the ground and just get back up. Then lay yeah. flat on the ground, get back up. Wow. And it was so inspiring. And, and he, I think there was a TVA that did an interview with him. Okay. And uh, they were like, well, do you know Sam? Do you know the family? And he was like, no. I just saw the video on Facebook yesterday and it was so inspiring that I, I wanted to do some burpees today. Fuck yeah. Yeah. We need people like that. Like I that's, agree. Those are awesome people, you know? Yeah. When I did the marathon, um, every time I hit a corner, there was just like crowds of people that were just intensely cheering you on. And like some were so into it, like, come on, you got it, man. Keep going. And like, it gives you fuel. It's it incredible. It pushes you more. I know. It's the craziest thing. And I don't know how to explain it. It's like they're transferring energy to you, you know? It, totally, totally. Yeah. And I, I didn't know it either until that record attempt. Wow. The, like when people were there, it, it gives you so much energy. It's like, it's impossible to stop. You just want to keep going for them. Hmm. Yeah. It's, wow. That's crazy. And yeah. you talked, did you get to talk to him after? No, no, not even. <laughs> I, I don't even know who he is till to this day. That's Reach out cool. if you're listening. Yes, <laughs> please do. And thank you so much. Honestly, you, you inspired me. It was, it was, wow. it was crazy. It That's got so to the cool. point where he, um, there was a doctor there hmm. to, to make sure that basically I don't die. Yeah, fair and, enough. Um, yeah, move. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it got to a point where he was like, I, I don't feel good at all. And uh, the doctor oh, went yeah. over to see him, and he was dizzy, he was cold, and so, so he had to lay down. And like he wasn't even drinking, he wasn't eating. He was just like, "I'm just gonna go all out and do as many burpees as I can." Jeez. Yeah. Man, that must have been, that must have psyched you out a little at the beginning. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Like, I was he's like, just like, "Let's go, bro!" I'm yeah. Fucking and doing it. He was doing intense. It. Like I was like, "Jesus, <laughs> who is this guy?" <laughs> yeah. Because you you must have prepped like like crazy, right? I think I saw some clips also where you you had like a weight vest yeah so you were like really pushing yourself to to make sure you you kill it exactly when you attempt the yeah the, the challenge honestly was staying healthy during training because i had some previous injuries and obviously it's uh, it's incredibly repetitive uh, for the movement you all just keep doing burpees and burpees so you it gets pretty hard on your joints yeah so the challenge was making sure that i was well conditioned but not to the point where i was injured so the training was intense but it wasn't that long like you look at uh, triathletes they train for like 12 to like 25 or even 30 hours a week yeah for me my training was like seven to ten hours a week tops okay. um again just to make sure that i was healthy but yeah there was a lot of training i, I did forty nine thousand five hundred burpees in four months to oh, beat the world record shit. yeah wow i'm so glad you counted them that's yeah. insane oh i did yeah. every every workout <laughs> i came back home i had the next cell an excel sheet and i just entered the amount that i did yeah. i wanted to see how many i was going to do in, in the prep 
nice. was like a, it's about the number in a in a sense right so you you were like tracking yourself it exactly. sounds like it was really smart it sounds like a fighter you know like they don't want to burn themselves out for the fight yeah so it's like the, like you need to be warm but there's this kind of like instant prep before so that you know you can accomplish it but you're absolutely not, you're not killing yourself even. absolutely yeah yeah fighters have their fight camps and uh, same thing, they want to be as conditioned as possible, but they have to come in healthy. And, and exactly. sometimes you see fighters, they, they have to they cancel the fight just because they got injured. They were pushing too hard in training. Mm -hmm. So that's really a, a challenge component. And when I signed up for the record, I just thought I'm, I'm going to go all out. Like I'm just going to do as many burpees as I can during training because what the heck, I'm attempting a burpee record. So I might as well do burpees. Yeah. And so I went from doing no burpees to 3,000 burpees on my first week. And uh, I got, I fell sick right away. I got uh, the Zona. And Zona, then, uh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You could get that as a kid, I think. And then um, mostly when you get older, when your immune system is low, you can catch it again. Or I'm not too familiar with it, but, but I got that. It's well, like, what a, was the symptoms like? It's like a rash, basically. Okay. Yeah. It's, and it, it attacks your nerves. So it's pretty, uh, it's pretty painful. So I had that. Mm. I had to take two weeks off. Then I started training again. I got sick again. Then I got a back injury. And I was like, okay, I'm doing something wrong here. I obviously I can't just do burpees, yeah. <laughs> and so that's when I, I reached out to a trainer and we uh, Alex Dory, and okay. he took care of my all my my planning for four months, and we went about it a lot smarter than, than when it was just me doing yeah. burpees. So I guess your mentality before you went to the trainer was just like do like 300 a day or 400 a day and just keep going and then progressively load it. Exactly. Yeah. It was like I'm just going to yeah. put a weighted vest yeah. on and <laughs> just go hard. Just just go yeah, all yeah. out. <laughs> I mean, the trainer has like a structure. So what was the structure like when uh, he incorporated it? Well, it was mostly strengthening during the week, and then on Saturdays we had volume days. Okay. So that ranged between two hours to four hours of burpees. So okay. that's where really we did long sessions of burpees. But during the week, it was it was shorter, it was intense, and a lot of strengthening as well. Because nice. it, it was hard on my my elbows, it was hard on my my uh, nice. behind my legs, my my uh, hamstrings. Yeah, my the, the hamstrings, and so that we had a lot of strengthening to do the shoulders as well. Because when you're doing the burpees for for Guinness, hmm. when you're at the bottom of the movement, you have to bring your arms all the way out, kind of like you're forming a cross on yeah, the ground. I saw that. It's like a letter T, right? It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah, like a letter T. And the reason for that is they want to make sure that your chest is actually on the ground. Okay. Because I could be wearing a shirt that's loose. Mm. And if I just go touch the ground, they have no way of really knowing okay. it if I actually touch so the ground. So that's how they're measuring it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And that gets pretty hard on the, on the shoulders. So we had a lot of strengthening to do during the week. And then on Saturdays, we went for long sessions. Wow. So you get the motion down, you get the cardio that you need, all that stuff. Yeah. But you're making sure there's this physio aspect and your joints are protected. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Did you work with therapists, like massage therapists and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Or? So yeah. I, I had a uh, massage therapist. I saw a physiotherapist and uh, an, an osteo as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And, and they were extremely generous with their time as well. All, all of them just said, you know what, we're, we're going we're gonna to see you for free because we, we love the cause and we want to help you on your journey. Because wow. obviously the journey got pretty expensive. Yeah. And uh, I was just blown away by everybody who, who, who joined me on, on this amazing journey. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's really nice to hear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, I know it hit you right, right, at, right at home, you know, like it was a tragedy. It was like a, it was yeah. this, it's like the way I interpret it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I like, it's like you it's there's an awareness that you brought to it you know so you felt like you could do something for your brother for other people who are suffering you know but you but it's like you you got to express your grief a little bit also yeah you know yeah just but, a bunch of burpees like your your body's dead after like you just let it out in a way as yeah. well no you're absolutely right and for 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 two years i was like looking for a way to get involved with the foundation but at the same time i, I wasn't i wasn't grieving at all like i was just 
I kept pushing my emotions to the side, and even today, I just, I just, I just keep pushing it. I know it's not good, but I, I guess I don't know how to how to live and go through them. Mm-hmm. And um, during during the burpees, at one point, that there was a song that me and my brother just kept listening to when we were younger, and I, I started I started crying. I had tears in my eyes, and I was just kept doing burpees. And so, in a way, yes, I I did grieve during that and and let it let a lot out. Yeah. And it's funny because the people were reaching out to me like the day after and and the entire week after, and they're like, "Oh my god, like." You're the only guy in the world who did this. You must be on this cloud. You must like it must be amazing. And I was just like, not at all. <laughs> like, like the next day, I was like almost depressed. I was Hung like, over almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but, but it's like, I don't know if I was looking for a connection with with my brother, or I don't know if it's the grief during the burpees. But the next day, I was just like, screw this record. Like, it means nothing to me. Yeah. The, everything around it, however, that that part like is That's absolutely amazing. Yeah. That that part has like it won't ever change. I'm I'm incredibly touched by everything, but the 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 burpee the the part that was just about my individual effort, that part I wasn't even proud. I was like, whatever. Wow. So that that was weird. Maybe in a sense you just knew you were gonna do it. Like there was no giving up and all the support you got as well. But like being at the other end of that and having a, a chance also to experience your emotions. Like yeah. I'm the same way, man. I, maybe a lot of people are just humans. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's a shock and you can't take it all at once. Yeah. And then something like, you know, even when you were training, your burpees made you like your immune system vulnerable and you got sick a few times. Yeah. So it's like you you're in you're during the record, you're doing it. The song comes on. You're just in a vulnerable state. Yeah. And this repetitive, hypnotic, meditative trance, you know, I'm just guessing anytime I've done any kind of endurance thing, I'm not an athlete by any means, but like it's psychedelic you know it can become very vulnerable oh yeah absolutely right just like yeah yeah you you get in a zone and it's like the suffering becomes easy it's like it just becomes part of the journey and and, uh it got to a point where like i was so focused such in the zone that i couldn't hear people like there were so many people during the event and and some of them were talking to me some of them were cheering me on and i i could hear cheering but like when people were talking to me it was like i was i wasn't there i was in such a different zone i was so focused and 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 so ready to do whatever it takes to beat the record it, it was weird but it, it was fun at the same time they call that the flow state yeah you're you absolutely know? right yeah you know, it's just where it's like there's moments that probably you heard everyone and, and like your mind got involved but then there's these moments of just like f- intense focus and silence and yeah. you're just the task is being done and you're kind of observing it like from almost like a three like a third dimensional up top yeah seeing it happening from like the bird's eye view i've yeah. been there man and i know what you're talking i've heard all the time with people that do intense things like endurance what you did and other stuff it's like that's that state that you can achieve and it's such a mind fuck you know it's, it's funny I, I didn't even realize but you're right it, it was totally the flow state yeah and and i read about it and and i do research about it and you kind of chase it but i didn't even realize it until you just said it mm. I, I was totally in a flow state yeah. totally like, were you still responding to people when they were talking to you? Uh, at the beginning, yes. Okay. Towards the end, no. And just, and my last my last <laughs> break, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I, I can't I can't hear you right now. I just need to focus. <laughs> and my last break of ten minutes was like uh, when there was three hours and ten minutes left, and I just I just fell to the ground like I was I was dead. And I think I had done four thousand burpees or it was in the beginning of the four thousands, and. Um, wow. I was just dead. I was I was shaking because I was cold. I was in the hypothermia, and um, the doctor was trying to talk to me. I couldn't hear anything, anything. Like just, there was like <laughs> eight people around me. Just I was like laying, and they were just looking at me and talking to me. I was just like, "What the heck's going on?" And then after the ten minutes, I was just like, "Just get out, get out of here. I have to start." And they were like, "No, no, take your time." I was just like, "I can't do this. I were can't talk." Like, just were you like? Uh, I, I was shaking. 
I was shaking. I was like, what, like what's going on? And uh, when as soon as I started doing burpees again, though, I, it got better. But as soon as I stopped, like my body was like, I can't handle this. Started yeah. being cold, started shaking. So I, was, I, I had to keep moving. I had to keep moving. How the fuck did you get back up, man? Like you hit that wall, like when they talk about marathons, yeah. like you, you, I mean, I'm sure you hit a bunch of walls, but like yeah. that was a big one, maybe the last one. Yeah. I was, honestly, it was just, uh, I was conditioned to ignore how it felt. Okay. Like for, for, and I, and I realized this actually after the, the record attempt for years, I've conditioned myself to completely ignore how my body feels. Like if I, if I wake up and I'm tired, that doesn't matter. I have stuff to do and let's go, let's just get up. And nice. if, if I have to work out. It doesn't matter if I'm tired. It doesn't matter how I feel. Let's go. And yeah. if, if my workout is 15 kilometers on the rower, I don't care how tired I am. I don't care if I'm hurt. I just keep going. And so for 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 a lot of time, I've been conditioning my mind. And so during that day, when when I hit walls, I was just looking at the clock. And then when say 10 minutes hit, and I was like, I know I have to start at 10 minutes. It wasn't even a question in my mind. I was just like, Hey, get out of my way. I have to start. It's like this automatic fire discipline. Like yeah. Just okay. Clock that exactly. this means that one Ex- plus one two yeah exactly yeah. Uh, yeah i'm not like that man <laughs> <laughs> it's the weed or something i'm just like i wake up i go oh, oh man that's why i realized that it's that the reason you were able to do this challenge and and beat the record and yeah. just go through all that pain is the years of your life of just always giving a plus one to that yeah. to that bank where it's like yeah fuck i wake up time to go train yeah. do this time to go do this yeah. and it's just like they all add into the big event where it's just like yeah of course you're going to complete because the accumulation of everything you've done is just like just like aid behind you to push you forward you know? exactly exactly yeah. and, and since the record so many people have reached out to me and they're like well how, what's the secret i want to i want to beat your record they're like i want to do the record <laughs> for most burpees and i'm like well go for it and, and Honestly, there's there's absolutely no secret. There's, no, there's secret. no secret training. There's no nutrition program. It was just years of completely pushing to decide how you feel and th- let's go. Like yeah. it's when it's time to go. Let's go. It doesn't matter how you feel. And so when you, like you said, you accumulate those plus ones, plus one, plus one, you you get used to it. You get used to it. Now it becomes a lot easier. And so every little challenge b- makes you stronger. And so people don't realize that they they see those little moments and they're like. It's okay if I snooze this morning because it's such a little moment. But what you don't realize is that there's so many little moments like these in your days mm-hmm. that add up. You're and, like and if you're building you over- a habit uh, yeah. and you don't even know it. Exactly. Yeah. And if you keep overpowering your mind for the, every little win, those little wins add up and they become big. And so it changes how you react to those big circumstances like that 12-hour burpee record. Yeah. I always try to ask people. In, a, in kind of like a context of yoga, I, I ask them, what are you cultivating? That's what matters. It's not what's good, what's bad. Like that's that's the, you know, like a personal trainer will ask, what do you want to accomplish? Yeah. That will help me make a training for you. Yeah. You know, so hearing you put it that way gives me a lot more context of that. What am I cultivating? Because yeah. I really am putting a little dollar in the bank every time I do that shit. Yeah. And I'm really doing myself a disservice in, in the future. Yeah, Absolutely fuck (laughs) but good i'm realizing it (laughs) it's good to hear that because like i asked mikey the guy who did the cycling uh, the everest and it's the same thing it's there's no secret he just created discipline and followed through every time he woke up he didn't feel like doing it. he did it anyway yeah and just over time when the actual event happens it's like yeah i've been here before the training was harder than what this is exactly before yeah Yeah. and and you want to quit in training but if you just keep overpowering your mind you don't quit you get to the event and it becomes easy. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, you'll, you'll yeah. still face your demons in the hard moments, but yeah. like you've 
push through the mindset of quitting and pushing through that so many times that this is just another bigger training session, but you're going to be like, I'm not quitting. I'm going to fucking do this. Exactly. And now the stakes are higher. So you have that to keep pushing you as well. Mm -hmm. And so in training, it's easy to say, I'm going to quit. Nobody's watching. It's 6 a.m. on a Tuesday morning. Who cares if you quit? There's nobody in the gym. That's the little bastard in in the little voice, man. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Yeah. No yep. one's watching. Who's going to know? <laughs> exactly. Just take today Just off. Take yeah, five yeah. reps off. Yeah. Let's cut it short. Yeah. <laughs> but you're going to know. Yeah. You're going to know. It's, it's coming back and it's going to screw you when you want to take on some big challenges. Yeah. But inspiration is a thing, man. Like I, yeah. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm not a big athlete, but there was a time when me and my brother, like we were able to go to the gym together and he's like an athlete yeah. he's crazy he puts on like that mask so he can't breathe yeah, yeah, yeah. all the way <laughs> yeah and he's he looks like people walk around him in the gym you know because <laughs> he takes up space you know and he he like now when i work out like not only did he get me to a new level because he was there like pushing me and honestly the only word he ever used with me was up just up that's it i'm like i'm dying i'm, I'm doing yeah. pull-ups or something and he's just up man just up like i'm like okay fucking <laughs> let's go yeah but i hear it now yeah. now he's not there and and i just there's this like there's a program in my head you know and it's inspiration and, and i feel like you did that for a lot of people like you're talking about there's this aura yeah you know you did this for I'm, did someone do that for you and and when you were younger or something like what's where does that voice come from in your, uh, I don't know. I um, I don't know. I've always been a bit uh, a bit fucked up in in the sense that I I always <laughs> wanted to chase pushing. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to, I always wanted to chase the hard things. I, like if there's a challenge, I, I want in. And mm-hmm. I don't know why. If, if there's if there's pain, like let's go. I want in. And so I've always been like that. So it's not like it's it, for me. It wasn't necessarily in terms of of inspiration. Um, it was more in terms of looking for that darkness to show that we can do much more than what we think. Yeah. But definitely when I was in those dark moments, I, I used my brother's inspiration because he went through so much more pain than I ever will. And um, and he just kept smiling and just kept going. So whenever I was oh, in wow. dark places, I was just like, this this is nothing. This is nothing, yeah. This is nothing. Wow. That's a powerful, I mean, I mean, like... I have a lot of points of reference in my own life where I just, I see that I was in much more pain and lately my life feels easy and I just feel like it's, it's like 10% what it used to be. So I have a bad day, but I go, and then I just suddenly put it in a new perspective. Yeah. But for someone else's pain and how they handled it to inspire you like that, that's another level. Yeah. That's like, and I mean, it's your brother also. Like that's like, I was just talking before we had you on, like me and him have brothers. Yeah. We just instantly feel I don't like a bunch of things, you yeah. know, like we feel as empathy, we feel sorry. We feel like we're, there's, there's a fear of our own brother. Yeah. Like it, it just yeah. instantly becomes this, like, what if it was me or something? Yeah. And, and I, I don't know how I would express it, you know, and I'm glad you expressed it the way you did because you, you brought attention to what happened to him. You, you, you like, you like, uh, shared his memory in a sense yeah. with yeah. so many people and then inspired so many people and, helped the cause as well like you just it's just man you turn something crazy and and horrible into a lot of inspiration for a lot of people it's really beautiful and and you know what like that's like i was telling i was saying earlier like about the 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 record i I was kind of indifferent but that to me just like just hearing you say that like it it touches me a lot and i had um, a radio interview uh the, the week after the record and it was uh unfortunately i can't remember the radio station but it was a radio station in ontario and they, they don't know me, they don't know my brother. And uh, the host was like, well, Sam, I, I don't know you guys, but I feel like I know your brother and he's an amazing guy. And I was just mm-hmm. like, wow, 
wow like like thank you like like that that was part of the part of the mission also of taking on this big challenge is i wanted his story to to keep on living and uh so many people face heart challenges like so many people reach out to me and they face sarcoma uh, sarcoma cancer which is the, the cancer i took my brother um parents reach out to me saying i lost my child thank you for for raising money for this terrible cancer and like that gives me so much energy it's, it's incredible yeah you get what you give man yeah, yeah like that's that's just that's amazing honestly like i i have i i feel like i would be defeated you know i feel like i would i'm sure you, you're like you said you're going through it in, in chunks yeah maybe you're talking to somebody about it i don't know but fuck man like you just i don't know i don't want to say turned it around i'm sure it's still a very hard thing that you're going through it was 2017 it's yeah. pretty recent yeah yeah, but it was, it was three years uh, last week. Oh, so, sure. so on uh, January twentieth, two thousand seventeen, and uh, every year since for for the three years, uh, I take on challenges just by myself to to kind of honor his 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 suffering and his courage. And um, so the first year I did burpees, and that's kind of how the the challenge was born. Is that when I started taking on challenges to honor him, people around me started taking on challenges. They're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do that as well for for set and to honor him. And I was like well there's something bigger than than just us here and so that that's where kind of the seed was planted mm. and uh so so this year i did um 100 pull-ups 100 push-ups and a thousand chest ground burpees on uh, january 20th okay and nice. um i hadn't done many burpees since the record on november 29th because i had uh, a, a foot injury okay and man burpees <clears throat> are humbling I don't care if I have the world record. I was like, it's suffering. Like it was it's, painful. It's nice to hear you say that. Yeah, no, no, it was, <laughs> it was painful. Like, yeah. and those experiences are so important. I feel like when you go through humbling experiences or when you go through darkness, like, like you said, when you face challenges after that, it's like, this is nothing. Like I, I'm, I've faced bigger challenges. So let's just keep on moving forward. So that's why I feel like it's important to take on bigger challenge. And that was a big part of the record attempt. I want people to challenge themselves. So people did burpees, people did like marathons. A lot of yeah. people signed up to half Ironmans. Like it's important to challenge yourself. Oh, you don't realize you can do a lot more than you think. It's yeah. like the quote, I've said it in previous previous podcasts, but you know, David Goggins, if you yeah. ever yeah, yeah, he like said, like we only operate, what was it at 60% or 40%? It's like 40%, 40%, yeah. 40% capacity of yeah. what we're able to do. Yeah. yeah. And like, even if we think we're hitting 100%, 100% is actually death. So yeah. you never hit that 100%. Yeah. So there's like this solid 60% that you could achieve or 59 because 100 you're dead. Yeah. 59% of work you can put in and push you can put into what you're doing. I know. There's so much you know? more in the in the tank than you think. <laughs> yeah. And it's just these, your mind puts down these walls and then you break through it and you're like, oh, I could do this. And then you do that and you just keep lifting that ceiling a little exactly. higher. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then that guy's such an inspiration as well. Like yeah, his but. entire story is is incredible and, and, and the pain he went through and how he change himself is is just inspiring yeah, it's incredible went from like 300 plus pounds and just yeah. decided to run 100k and or something yeah, like that yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. 100 miles twice. he did 100, 100 miles didn't yeah. he gain weight again too yeah like that's part of the inspiration is like oh he's human yeah you know like you yeah. look at someone in in your situation let's say and you want to say there's like a gene or something yeah. you want to you want to explain it away yeah and yeah you're sure there's some nature nurture whatever but like you do what you do yeah you did what you did no yeah. one can take that away from you yeah and then you see someone like david goggins and there's something part of his story that that 
puts that idea in your head like he had it and lost it and got it again yeah like fuck you bro exactly <laughs> stop looking for a gene yeah. just put yeah. in the work that's, that's exactly. his yeah. message basically and like he's a perfect example because he destroys that argument yeah like, no look this guy was a fat guy and then he got skinny and then fat and then he got and then he just did all these things i know, know? Like, and, and he went from like he wasn't a runner he was uh he, like he got to a point where he was just lifting weights and he was kind of a, a big muscular a big guy, guy. Yeah. like he, he was he was very just fit bulky, yeah yeah and uh, he was pretty heavy. I think he was like 220. I'm not too sure. Something like, I, like that. Yeah. yeah. And um, he signed up for a 100 miler that was, I think, in like three or four days. Something crazy like that. And the guy wasn't running. He he just ran 100 miles <laughs> <laughs> on, on in a circle. And he was running with all these like tiny people who were probably like 100 pounds. And he just... They're all looking at him like, yeah, like going to die, bro. <laughs> like, look at Hulk running with us. Like, what's this guy doing? <laughs> So, yeah, so it's just inspiring to, to, to see his story and to read his book is just honestly incredible. And he goes into it. detail as to like how he felt during that race. And mm. he, he went to a dark place. Oh, like man. it's crazy. Everyone who reads that are, are waking up at four in the morning now. And yeah. like, there's some, I mean, that guy's walking inspiration. So yeah. it's in oh, the yeah. book for sure. In some yeah. way. Oh yeah, for sure. And I even heard, uh, apparently, I mean, just side note there, but, uh, his audible version. Yeah. He has these little like in between the chapters where his I don't know like his editor someone like someone who helped him make the book is like talking to him so it has this little podcast vibe and it's not in the book it's just like this little extra stuff yeah Yeah, sounds really interesting that's like the future yeah you know like you're going to be encouraged to to buy these these books like an audio because there's going to be a little extra absolutely yeah but he's but yeah man he like the way you were talking about I mean like we touched on it a few times like the the past hardships are yeah. going to give you that extra gas tank sort yeah. of that guy went through like the the navy seal training or something he yeah. went through hell week twice he said because something three times three, to- three times Christ. so he just he can do anything now yeah he's like whatever i'll be fine maybe yeah. i'll die like he's yeah. like cool let's <laughs> yeah. go yeah you know like, he just doesn't care anymore i know he's incredibly <sighs> inspiring nice he's a hell i was of gonna man. ask you like you obviously gain inspiration from 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 figures like david goggins i want to know who inspires you now we know at least david goggins but yeah david goggins definitely um, my brother, obviously, who uh, who I touched on. Um, other than that, pe- just regular people around me. Mm. Like that guy who did burpees for like two or three hours with me, who I, to this day, I still don't know his name. Like he inspires me. Like uh, when I'm training these days and, and I feel like quitting, I, I think about him. Nice. Like, uh, man, I don't know your name, but you inspire me. So, so <laughs> yeah. it doesn't necessarily need to be <laughs> like... I love uh, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love this guy. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so regular people just inspire me. Like even, even at work, people will uh will go the extra mile and they'll put in the work and it fires me up inspires me nice yeah yeah it's it's amazing because what happened with you and with your brother and like how you took it like so many people i i see it happening where it, it brings them into a downward spiral of depression yeah and just not coping with it you said you still have things to work through and that's yeah. normal yeah but like instead of letting it absorb you and destroy you you've doubled over it and worked extra hard to just make it a like a pause turn it into a positive in a yeah. sense you know yeah and it's it's definitely what i what i wanted to do um but to be completely honest with you uh, like i don't know if i'm personally living it like i'm i'm pushing hard externally to to make sure that we raise funds we raise awareness and that his story stays alive mm-hmm. but internally like i have a hard time speaking about it um i don't open up about it so i i know it's kind of like building up and uh, i just don't know how to deal with it honestly and, and that's the hard part it's like there's no there's no recipe everybody's different and, and how, how do you react and I can't even realize it like my, my brother's gone it's like some days I wake up and I'm like oh I'm just gonna go grab a beer with my brother and it's like Jesus he's gone 
that's the that there's that moment of like amnesia when you wake up and yeah. and when you lose someone yeah. so close like it it just hits you again every morning and yeah. it's fucking terrible yeah it's like we take it for granted and then it's like it's just a, it's a habit yeah we'll go for a drink we'll do this yeah. and then no it's not there anymore and yeah it's like it's like fuck it's it's again those, those little moments it's funny because in the end um like really towards the end i think said had like two weeks left to live and uh, I was reading a book, I can't remember the book, but there was a quote, and I think it's Robert Bro, who said, um, enjoy the little things for one day, you may look back and realize they were big things. And I was just like, that's, that's so powerful. Because in that moment in my life, I was like, I'm never gonna have those little moments anymore with my brother. And, and those little moments are huge, huge. And we take them for granted. I think it's, there's nothing shocking about them. You know, yeah. we just forget them, but yeah. then, when they're not there it's like your body has this memory like i mean it's just it's a small example but i have a friend i mean she was my friend in high school she's a german exchange student and every time we talk we we have this sentiment and we say it out loud often it's like i wish she just lived close to me like yeah. she's in another country i wish we could just like go for a walk together yeah it's that little it's nothing yeah but it's fucking everything exactly and you're like exactly. uh. but i mean you you mentioned he was really I, I don't know if positive is the right word, but he was like smiling the whole way yeah. through, you know, which is like a type of person. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah. I wonder, I mean, like you said, you had a hard time talking about it. I want, I don't want to pry. No, no, no. Go, like, go for it. Go for it. Thank you. I appreciate it. But uh, did that help you in some way, like to go through it? Because it's, I mean, it's tragic no matter how you write it. Yeah. But he had a grace. He had some way of going through it himself for himself, for you guys. Yeah. I wonder if it like helped you to, like maybe there's less, um, maybe there was just more grief, more space to do it while he was alive, while you guys were going through it. So maybe you're looking deep down to process something and there's not as much as, as there could be. Yeah. Because it's yeah. a horror, it's a tragedy you're going to carry it for the rest of your life. But it's just maybe, you, maybe you've accepted it in some ways that you're not even aware of yet because he yeah. was so amazing about it. I don't know. Yeah, well, you, you might be right about the, the, the fact that I may be looking for for again, for a magic pill, for something to get over it. And obviously I won't, I will never get over it, but to, to kind of go through it, I should say, come and to, to live it. Yeah. Come to yeah. terms with it. Um, but the, the worst part about him, um, smiling the entire way is he wasn't smiling, accepting his fate. He was smiling cause he was like, I'm getting through this. Oh, and like he went through over 12 surgeries, like in tough surgeries. And um, he was always in pain, but he was like, I'm getting through this. I I'm always going to keep fighting. Always, always, always. And he had these objectives. And um, in early January 2017, the doctors told him, said, uh, his name is Cedric. They said, said, there, there, there's nothing we can do anymore. Like, you need to start looking for a, a palliative care center. And uh, like, that's it. And uh, he got up, shook their hands and thanked them. He said, thank you for everything you've done for me. And uh, he left. He, he got home and he, uh, he, he sent me a text message. He was like, uh, hey, bro, because um, he knows I'm into health. Like, how, wh what should I eat? How, like, could you m build a plan for me, a diet plan, so that I can keep fighting this, this freaking cancer? And so he just kept fighting. And he had um, the, the cancer spread to, to his brain. So he had a, and the tumor was growing pretty, pretty fast in his brain. And he was losing control over the right side of his body. And um, his fiance at the time was sending me pictures of him at night. He was staring out the window and he was lifting his arms, doing exercises. He was like, I'm not gonna give up. Like you're freaking tumor, you're not gonna 
make me lose control of my, the right side of my body. He just kept fighting. And the doctor said there was nothing he could do anymore. So, so that breaks my heart. It was like, yeah, he was smiling, but he never, he never expected that it would end. He was like, I'm just going to go through it. So, so that, that, that's hard to, for me. And same thing for me as well. It's like, I looked at my brother and, and I always looked up to him and he was so strong, like his entire mm -hmm. life. And I was like, there's no way, there's no way he's not going to win this fight. Even to the end, I was like, there's no way. The doctor said it was over. I was like, screw that. I know my brother, they, like he's going to get through this. And so until the very last second we believed and then it's like, fuck man, we didn't have time to, to even talk about like, what happens what ha what happens after this is we just kept having hope till the end and and that that's kind of one of the one of the regrets me, me and my dad were talking about it we're like should we have talked to him about death and stuff like that but it was he had so much hope so that was hard it's still hard to to manage to manage you know it's a fucking minefield yeah that's yeah. insane i mean wow well, you can't you can't do anything there yeah. it's just life you're just yeah. like okay I don't know. Like, there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing more to add to that. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, um, now I am looking for a gene. You yeah. Know? <laughs> this guy sounds like a like a fucking like he was a boss. Yeah. He was like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Fuck you, God. Fuck you, life. Fuck yeah. you. Whatever you're throwing at me. <laughs> yeah. Just no. Yeah. No. 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 And, and the thing is, he he didn't know he had that in him either. Like, it's when you're put into these situations, the David Goggins thing, the forty percent, you realize yeah. I, I'm capable of much more. Like, yeah. like he he was an athlete. He was successful professionally. He he had a beautiful fiance. Had just built his dream house. Like he had everything going for him. So he could have been like, f like fuck me, my life's over. I have cancer. Like all these good things are over. And he was like, just no. I'm even more motivated than ever now. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Fuck, that's inspirational. Yeah. God, I feel like I could jump over a fucking <laughs> building right now. <laughs> like it's 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 horrible and tragic, but to yeah. hear that in that moment that someone can be that way is mind bending. Yeah. Like I, it's, it's a, it's another world for me. Yeah. But and then, and it, it changes me. It's crazy. I'm just realizing like, yeah, his physical, he died physically, but like that energy that you're talking about is, is carrying through you yeah. and through what you're telling everyone. And it's look what it's doing to us. It's like, we're getting <laughs> motivated yeah. from his story. So in a sense, that fight in him is living on forever yeah. because that's what you've created at this from what happened and you're sharing the story and it's like, yeah, that energy is still here. Like it's going to motivate someone just hearing that, you yeah. know, well, that, you know, that moves me, that moves me. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. yeah, physically he's gone, but that, that, that warrior spirit is, it's fucking alive. Yeah. Oh, for know? sure. And, and, and when you think about that, when you're going through your hard times, you're, you realize what the heck am I doing complaining? Like, this is nothing. There's nothing to complain about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, I think you just gave me like a nice tool to have into my reservoir when I'm, when I'm pushing into something yeah. like it just, I have this whole other avenue of thought process. I'm like, well, at the last breath he was fighting. Yeah. What the fuck am I, what's my excuse? Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's my excuse? Yeah. yeah. Literally you can't justify anything though. I know. Yeah. I know. And it's why people were like keep messaging me, like, "How the heck did you do it?" It was like, "Well, this is easy compared yeah. to that." Like, yeah, I just kept bringing that to the front of my mind, and I was like, "Well, this is nothing. Let's just keep going." Uh, it's. I keep thinking about how, like, you have this, you have this way of ignoring your physical body, and it brings you this kind of success and this this ability to push yourself. But it, there's this weird irony that in those moments when you're doing like five thousand fucking burpees. <laughs> 
you you suddenly become very emotionally aware yeah and that's there's like a there's something clean about that something like this it's like the system repairs itself in some strange way even though you're like literally destroying your body anyway i don't know it's just a thought (laughs) it's a good thought (laughs) you get into a trance and and I don't know. Like it, it's hard to explain, but I understand. Like we we're saying with the loop, it's like I've never been that vulnerable with the death of my my brother, except when I was doing the burpees. Like never. Mm. And it's it's weird. It's like I, I don't know how to explain it. I was just I was just there with him. I feel like. Yeah, and maybe in a way you knew that this was the way to express it. Somewhere yeah. unconsciously, you were just yeah. like, I need to let it out. Yeah. I need to let it out. Yeah, maybe yeah, you or know, let it in. Whatever you know, like yeah. That. These kind of experiences, it's like there's a lot of parallels with the psychedelic experience because doing 5,000 something burpees, Mikey doing the 12 hours yeah. of cycling, you can hold on to that voice, that wall that you have, that, that like resistance. Like you have to break through everything you yeah. thought you were to get to that state. Yeah. And that's the psychedelic state that we always talk about. It's like, no, you're facing head on everything that's holding you back. Yeah. And you have to push through that demon. Yeah. And that's, that's what you achieved. And that's what Mikey achieved. And that's why it's like, there's no thoughts in that state. It's just, it's task is doing, just do, just yeah. do. And yeah. the, there's no more room for any chatter in the mind or anything around you. You're just hyper-focused. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And that's why you probably felt so vulnerable. It's because everything's gone. You're just exposed to yourself fully, Yeah, you know? Yeah, and, and in regular life, you're just dizzy from everything around you that you don't get to that state. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so fucking important to do that, to get that's to that really state. That's a really good point. Yeah. You know, people need more of pushing to get to these boundaries and seeing what they really are yeah you know absolutely right that's why i think there's so much misery is because that is held back they're holding themselves back from their true potential for sure it doesn't have to be go do five thousand burpees to achieve it do your thing but do it fully yeah and that's that's what i I keep telling people like you don't have to break a world a world record to, to to keep to face your demons and to keep moving forward and and get better and and find out what you're made of like it's different for everybody like for you, if it's if it's ten push-ups, like like do ten push-ups. If it's a hundred push-ups, just hundred burpees. Like it's different for everybody. Just just find a limit for yourself and and push, keep pushing. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be unrelated to fitness too. Yeah, it can be yeah, fucking right. do that song, sing that song, yeah. or, or build that business you've always dreamed about, yeah. or oh, write that sure. fucking book, or like anything. Yeah, you know. No, you're absolutely right. We set those limits, and it like it accumulates those. Okay, I'll do it next time. It accumulates in every aspect of your life, yeah. not just fitness, not just this, everything. Yeah. And it's like little, like you could literally, for you with the discipline that you've attained and created, you, you in theory could do anything. Like if you wanted to write a book, you could probably figure out a way because you have yeah. that formula, yeah. but you found it through fitness. Yeah, you know? exactly. For, for me, that's why I, I feel like everything comes back to, to fitness because I feel like it's such an easy tool because you don't have to look for a specific answer. You just have to put in the work yeah. and period. That's it. So it's, it's, it's a tool to, to, to just leverage the rest of your life exactly to, to me at least yeah. that's how i use it it's the mathematics you create a formula it's it has to go by addition yeah you know it mm-hmm. won't work in subtraction yeah so you have that formula and then you're like okay this is figured out i've re- reached the result i'm looking for i can apply this formula to every aspect. exactly but subtract subtraction is like part of it though because you just said like there's no one has no one ever has time to just be like alone with themselves for yeah. that long yeah. so you're there for hours and hours and hours and that's part of it yeah. there yeah. is this little meditative aspect there's so much benefit there's not a lot of opportunities to do that no. in, in this world you know like there's just so much buzz yeah. and it's your own stuff sometimes or it's just habit it's Facebook scroll 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 oh, yeah. it's uh, mm. podcasts yeah. I mean at least these are like a long 
thought out like there's there's heart in it I, that's yeah. why we love doing this because there's a there's it's a real captured moment but it is still just a little addiction feed you know a little next 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 but but it adds value at least to me podcasts they add so much value because you can I, I find mentors like i listen to podcasts and, and i find mentors like without even speaking to the to the, the people who are the host or the interviewees and um, so you can really, really learn a lot by listening to podcasts. But there's so much mm. toxic and, and like social media and notifications and all that. And so you never really have any time for yourself. Like you said, like we need that subtraction. You need time to, to figure out who you are. Yeah. And it's hard nowadays. Yeah. It's hard. It's fucking hard now. Yeah. You know, there's so much stimulus, so many noises yeah. coming from everywhere. Yeah, it's crazy. I, you know, we have to adapt a little bit. And that's a good point. Like, yeah. I, like a mentor you picture like an individual, like a personal relationship and they give you, they give you direct tips, but yeah. it's like you're finding again, inspiration yeah. for yeah. people who are willing to give it on yeah. the internet. Yeah. There's a lot on the internet. It's a big old mirror and there's a lot of crap because there's a lot of crap in us, but yeah. there's so much good. Right. There's so yeah. much, especially lately. I feel like the new generation is like, like what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, let's just make <laughs> each other feel good. Yeah. You know, like there was that girl from Stranger Things who went on Facebook and she's like, start sharing purple hearts everywhere. Start being positive. Yeah. Just doesn't matter how good or bad or whatever. Just encourage, encourage, encourage. And like, she's this, I don't know how old she is, but like, fuck man, I wasn't that intelligent <laughs> no. emotionally yeah. when I was that Same. young, you know? Same. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's something. Yeah. But I mean... I obviously feel the same way because I I was so inspired by podcasts that I that we started one yeah, yeah. and I'm fucking loving it. It's yeah. like therapy for me. I, <laughs> I, just, I just get to sit and talk it's about some real fucking shit. Yeah, and I find I was telling Sammy this is like conversation in like a public setting with like a group of friends. Yeah, you can't get into it. Like, well, sometimes you get into some deep conversation, but there's too much things happening for it yeah. to really go under the layers. And to mm. find out what's really happening and just explore ideas. Yeah. But in a setting like this where it's like a, there's an intimate volume in the ear, the mic, the secluded area. Yeah. There's like a campfire here that yeah. we can't see. Yeah, you know, yeah exactly. Is a, <laughs> it's similar to the flow state. I like I, I feel similar to, to, to when I was I, I go deep in a focus zone. And when you're having conversations with your friends and you're having a beer, I feel like it's always like on the surface level. Mm. Like like you don't go deep. Whereas here in the podcast, like we've talked about such amazing things and you like i'm still discovering myself as we're, we're talking yeah, today so it's yeah. it's it's a lot deeper yeah man. yeah there's no place to hide like yeah. we're here to talk yeah it is Literally kind of like no place to hide some yeah. people get a little nervous <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's not a nice way of putting it but it's like it is there's like a purpose there's an energy behind it and that's yeah. why I like like a, that campfire idea like the, yeah. there's something really human about it yeah when you're like five guys and you're all drinking and no one wants to talk about like like maybe maybe someone does but then it's like am i like there's so much at play. There's so much like, oh, maybe that guy doesn't want to hear me talk about my problems right now, even yeah. though everyone else might. And then like, that's just one of like a thousand ideas yeah. that could be. Are, are they going to judge me? Like, exactly. We all have egos yeah. and. Yeah. yeah. And there's walls everywhere. And yeah. Just, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're, we're I think this man. is a blessing and a curse because now small talk is even harder for me. Like when I meet people, it's just, I don't know what to say. I'm like, I want to go deep right off yeah. the bat. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's just. No, I'm the same way. I can't do small talk. And like, <laughs> I. Even like going out with my buddies and stuff like that, I rarely do it nowadays. And my buddies are absolutely amazing, but it's just that I don't know, like just the small talk and a small drama for me. It's it's like it's unimportant at this point in my life. Like mm. I want to have real conversations. I want to add value to people's lives. Nice. And if I'm having a beer talking about 
the girl you picked up last night, that's not adding value to anyone. Yeah, it's yeah. just a story. Yeah, it's like not... I don't care anymore. Wow. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people just get into, uh, I mean, maybe it is fear-based because it's like, oh, this guy doesn't want to hear my problem or whatever, like along that vein. But then you end up just talking shit. You yeah. Know? You're just talking, you're just shooting the shit like, oh, I did this last night or the weather or whatever, you know, like uh, I, I notice with like I work in a call center and, and I have a podcast. I just yeah. talk all day, all the time. So I think some people are a little like exhausted around me <laughs> because I I'm it's not shooting the shit. Yeah. But it is kind of constant and it can be like uh like badgering hmm. because you're you're just like even with you like you're here to talk, but I even said like, you know, I don't want to get into it if you don't want to get into it. Because yeah. I'm starting to notice that I just start prying and getting into people's like deeper self. And yeah. that might even be a coping mechanism for me or something or like an avoidance mechanism, but it's just fun. It's like, I have always been curious. I've always yeah. cared. What the fuck is going on for real? Yeah. You know, like uh, people ask you, what do you do? But you want to ask like, what do you do for fun? Or like, what do you do when you're not working? Because yeah. my work doesn't define me, yeah. you know? So you start having these honest moments with yourself and then you can't have dishonest moments with other people anymore and yeah. you've had some really honest moments yeah. in the past couple of years yeah so that's just gonna that's just who you are now exactly i mean how are you gonna i mean maybe sometimes you know like like you're talking about some friends like we all we all we've talked about it recently like we all have friends that are we grew up with them and we love them they're more like brothers yeah but then there's people that you meet along the way who connect with you in some way or maybe they just see the world the way you do i don't know and yeah it's again inspiration that's like the like what else is there hmm. inspiration's the best if you yeah, can if you I have agree. this mechanism that gets you out of bed this day and age where that's like a feat yeah. and i'm not even being sarcastic like it's a bitch yeah for a lot of people i know and mostly for emotional reasons just like i gotta get up i gotta do this day that i did yesterday that i have to do again the next <laughs> yeah. day and it's like no, no 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 don't think about that get out of bed take a cold ass shower drink some fucking coffee just pack and then and that's how I feel when I'm talking to people now I'm like pack, 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 pack. Yeah. and then and some people are like whoa bro I just met you you're talking <laughs> asking me about like my mom and shit like, <laughs> and my, my relationship with my kids or something we're not used to it like you yeah. said we're used to yeah. oh man it's rainy today but it's like who cares I don't yeah. want to know if it's rainy or if yeah. it's cold fuck, outside that's it. the fuck does that change my yeah, life exactly. like, I know bro yeah. I got eyes <laughs> yeah exactly and, you know? what are you afraid of <laughs> tell me your life <laughs> There's also a big thing is I think people are also afraid of silence. Yeah. You know, and mm. maybe it's, it's the silence just is like, I should be saying something. I should like, yeah. this is weird. Okay. So just feel it. Oh, it's cold. It's raining out. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's emptiness. But yeah. the silence is beautiful because that might arise some actually deeper thoughts in a social setting. Yeah. You know, but it, it's very hard for people. I know? agree. And, and I use that as a tool. In my business, when I do interviews or when I, I'm in a business negotiation, silence is my favorite tool because people hate it. They're uncomfortable. Mm. And so they, they, they automatically want to fill the silence. And so mm. when, they, when you're interviewing a potential hire, that person knows what you want to hear. And so when you ask specific questions, they're like, I have my answers ready for you. But when you just keep it silent after that, they're like, holy shit, I have to just keep going. And then they improvise it. They actually tell you the truth because they're so uncomfortable. Breaks and the so, pattern. Yeah. Yeah, and so nice. I, I use silence as my number one tool whenever I'm interviewing someone or whenever I'm negotiating, always. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's the silence will pull that. it out, man. Yeah. yeah I'm going to be using that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I do it by accident a lot because like I said, I talk a lot in my life. So then I just have these moments that are very conscious. Sometimes they're not, but I just suddenly don't feel like talking. 
And then everyone's looking at me. <laughs> like, what's wrong with Sammy? <laughs> He's so quiet. <laughs> and it's like, guys, I don't shut up. You know, like, like count your blessings. You know, like you guys talk, I'll listen for once, you know? <laughs> and it's, there's something so restorative about it and so regenerative. And then it's, it's meditation. It's yeah. literally like you're sitting with yourself. I'm sure you experienced it in many ways because it's, it's there on the mat uh, with the weights, with, yeah. the, with the burpees, with everything you do physically. There's this fucking silence. Yeah. Even if there's a coach going, go, 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 it's you and you. Yeah. Mm. And you can't escape. And that's meditation is, is learning to be okay with that. Yeah. That's like a superpower. It's like this. I mean, I don't know if I'd call it self-love, but it's like self-acceptance or at least just observation. Yeah. Observation. And then all this shit starts bubbling. And a lot of people who start meditating stop because yeah. they start getting conditioned. They know that's coming yeah, and they don't want to go there anymore. And I mean, if, if you want to relate to that, I would love to hear your story in more detail. You must have gone through crazy peaks and valleys during 5,000 plus yeah. burpees because like we related to the like uh, Mikey's journey as well. It's very similar, I guess. And you even yeah. said you were listening. To yeah, that it's the same place. You it, know, it, but it gets psychedelic. Guys, yeah. It really does get psychedelic. Like yeah. you can't escape yourself. And then there's these ups and downs. There's just so much of you that you start looking at, yeah. and you're and you've neglected or just you're like whoa, like it's it's well, just coming out. It's of all you. exposed, right? When yeah. you're doing something like that, when Mikey did with the cycling, whether you do a psychedelic trip, um, you're fully exposed to yourself yeah. and. You can close your eyes and maybe not as much in a psychedelic experience. You can resist a little bit, but doing the 5,000 burpees, you have the goal. So either you have to look at yourself fully mm-hmm. or you quit. Yeah. So there's those two options. But yeah. once you look yourself fully, fully exposed to yourself, there's no hiding. And that's, wow. that's that feeling where demons come in and you have to fight <laughs> that demon and go to the next demon. And then yeah. there's silence and it's chill. And exactly. then the next demon comes in. So yeah. I would love to hear like if you, there were the peaks and valleys like Sammy was saying. Well. I'll start by saying there was no option B. There was no quitting was not part of it. Scrap that it, one. It, yeah, it was never yeah. an option. It nice. was never an option. But um, honestly, I, did, I I was such in a different state that I didn't. Um, it's like I wasn't there in my body. Hmm. So it, like I don't know. It's 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 so hard to explain. But I was just going through the motions. I was moving, moving, and I I was like, okay, this hurts. That hurts. It's it's painful. It's but I was like, just, let's just keep moving. Just keep moving. And I was such in the flow. Like I didn't, I didn't, because I, I hear people saying you're gonna discover yourself when you go through these hard moments, but what I discovered is that I can push a lot more than I think, um, and also, like, what's important in my life? Like we all have these these fake goals because uh, we think it's popular. Like when you when we think about social media, when we think about money, when we think about fame and all that stuff, it's like, what's really important for me? Like like that mm-hmm. that question I faced a lot during the record. And I was like, all all of it is is superficial. Like the yeah. the car, the money, and and I'm I'm not a superficial guy, so I don't have like big yeah. cars or like. But I was just like, what are we chasing? Yeah. What are we chasing? What's life? What like why are we here? And and I'm realizing more and more that people focus on the wrong shit. Like what's important is 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 us here right now having this talk. Like yeah. we're here together, and what's important is your relationships, your friends, your girlfriends, your boyfriends, and. I don't know. I just, th- that was really the question. Like what, what's important for me? The experience. Yeah. You know? You know, I guess you had a lot of resolve. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you, no, sorry. go for it. But I just like, I don't know. I, I loved, I loved the samurai when I was growing up and yeah. they always talk about resolve and yeah. they just think or, and meditate often on the future and on death and yeah. on 
like I'm going to cut this guy. I'm going to kill this guy. Yeah. There's this passage in it's this book called the Hagakure and it's like this samurai Bible. And it says like, even if your head is cut off, you should be able to finish your last, your last task because you have so much resolve. It's yeah. like in your body. Yeah. So I guess that gave you a lot of space. Yeah. And like, maybe that psychedelic journey is like longer than we think. And I mean, with with said passing and everything, like you you went through turmoil, yeah. but then you were like, "I'm doing this." Yeah, and that was done before you did it. Exactly in your mind, like exactly. it was just done. And I'm a big fan of the samurai as well. And it, I read something Sweet. lately, and it's it's crazy. They did their nails like like pretty. That the men did their nails so that they would look good in case they died every single day. Wow. And so they Come meditated on death. death. Yeah. yeah, they contemplated death every day. And I started doing that mm. for the past, uh, I think, four weeks now. I wake up and I don't I don't know if it's called the meditation, but I sort of meditate on death and and whenever I go through challenges throughout the day, I'm just like, well, th- this is this is not a challenge. Like I could I could die tomorrow. I could die today. Wow. And so so that aspect of the samurai who are ready to die every single day, I was like, wow, like that's crazy. They're hitting close to 100% in prep then yeah. because they're coming to terms with death every day as a reminder. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people are missing that because they're focusing on the wrong things because they're forgetting about death. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. they're going about their life, collecting their fucking money and they're buying their material and yeah. just building up and laughing. But yeah. fuck, it can end tomorrow. It can end right now. It yeah. can end in two weeks. But like this illusion that, oh, it's all good for a long time until, oh, shit, it's not. Yeah, exactly. You know? And then that's fucking deep that the samurais, they use that. They, and do. they paint their nails and prep for that. And it's a huge meditation. I know. I know. There's and nothing. And there's nothing you can hide from death. Yeah. So yeah. prep every day as if you were going to die. Exactly. Or, or, or nowadays meditate on it. Yeah. And so every morning I meditate on death and how insignificant I am. Like we all think we're, we're important because we're biased and our brains play tricks on us. And, and so whenever we face a small problem, we're like, oh, this is huge. This is the end of the world. But I just look at the universe and I'm like, dude, I'm nothing. <laughs> I am absolutely nothing on this universe. Literally. It's yeah. so funny yeah. that that motivates you. Yeah. Because I, it's... I think without some people without guidance or, or coaching or something, the meditation on death or feeling the insignificance of their lives, yeah. it, it, you know, you, it'll free you maybe it'll make you feel less serious about yourself. And then you can really just have space to do what you do, kind of feeling like you're not being watched. Yeah. But the people who look at that on a superficial level, and I feel it like if, if, if I'll sit down and think about death, I don't do it often or every morning. I might start now, to be honest. I'm fucking already thinking but about the, it. But there's, <laughs> there's this, the, the, the knee-jerk reaction is uh, fear and guilt, you know? It's like, oh, my, my life will end. I don't know what that's like. And then instantly it's, what am I leaving behind? What have I done so far? You know, like David Goggins actually talks about that. Yeah. Like guilt is not a bad thing, but people wallow in it. People get drowned in emotion where it's like, no, no, no. Just look at the accountability mirror, you know, just go, okay, I haven't done good enough so far in my eyes. And that's true. That's okay. Face it. But you got to do something now or else you're just going to feel that again. Exactly. And if if you never face it, you're just going to keep repeating the same mistakes. And so it's not, it's not necessarily meditating on the fact that you're insignificant. So you shouldn't do anything about your life. But it's realizing that when somebody cuts you off in traffic, like, who cares? Doesn't mean shit. Yeah, who cares? It's like these small problems that, at least personally, like, there's some small problems in my life that I I always, like, I feel impatient and I get frustrated. And I'm like, why the heck am I frustrated? Hmm. Like, this is is nothing. But it's it's using that to not get frustrated, not get banged up on these small issues. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to add value Hmm. while you're here. Because you can be significant to other people today. 
Yes. But realizing the bigger scheme of things, when you're facing difficulties, like those difficulties are nothing compared to the universe. So that so yeah. that's how I try to use it. Hmm. It's the bigger picture is liberating. Yeah. Like you're you're what are the actual things you can affect? You know, tend to the part of the garden you can touch. It's like a quote from from Jack Cornfield, like some some Buddhist teacher. And I love that guy, but that that stuck with me because it's like it's sad at first. Like I like I like I was just talking about. Like you have to let go of the things you can't control. Yeah. And that's the that's the freedom that we just talked about, that yeah. insignificance. Yeah. Insignificance sounds like a bad thing, but it's like there's so much more going on. Why would I focus on all this? There's there's so much like it feels bigger, it feels more important, but the truth is I can't play with that. I yeah. can't affect that. Yeah. So why am I like uh you know, in, in that world I'm treating myself as an ant and there's like fucking gods, you know? Yeah. But I can shift the perspective and be the god of my life or just you know you could like flat out just describe it like i am a human i'm here on this earth i am going to carve a path on this planet whether i do it consciously or not yeah and i don't know when my fucking last day is going to be and all that's all like a recipe for for motivation yeah now the perspective exists now my left brain is kind of making sense of it and it's like you can get up and 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 want to do stuff you know what is that expression think globally act locally yeah I heard that recently on a like podcast. That. Yeah, and that's an old one. It is, and, and think big, act small. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, like perfect. Yeah, that's a, yeah. It's it's almost playful. It's like you know you're insignificant in this experience. Like you're gonna pass, and you, everything about you is gonna go away. <laughs> and it's almost playful to the point like, okay, I know that I'm insignificant. I know I'm gonna come to death. So let's have fun and see how far I can go in each aspect of my life. Yeah, it's that, that's what the mantra can do. It's like. Okay, I fuck. I have limited time here. Well, let's try to see if I can hit those burpees or if I can do this. Yeah, mm. and it's like you're you're just setting little bars for yourself with that mantra that it's insignificant. So let's fucking do our best. Exactly. And you how know? how can I add value? Yeah. Like like use it to focus on the right aspects of life, and the right aspects aren't material. Mm. Yeah. A- add value to people. Be nice to people. Hold the door to someone. Say thank you. Say please. Like be be nice to other people. <laughs> try to have an impact on their lives yes yeah so i actually learned that at my job i mean like the we're on a call it's customer service and then my my coaches or trainers they're going to say add value to the call and every person ever who's walked through those doors who doesn't know what to do yet they think they're talking about money you know like how can you save the customer money blah 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 but then they start teaching you like no you can empower them. You can just acknowledge their emotions. Yeah. There's you start learning how to control the call, and and you learn a lot about how humans respond and how you can affect them. And then you can't help but start playing with that in your day to day life. And then suddenly, like you're getting more out of your family life, more out of your friends, more out yeah. of your your encounter with strangers. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's well, it's sure. everything. Yeah, because all that other all the extra thought is like you know it's that it's the uh, it's someone else's garden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you're, you're letting all your shit die, and you're yeah. bitching about the stuff you can't control. Like, yeah. tend to the garden, man. It's right in front of you, yeah. and you're so it's it it's empowering. It is, and, and it's hard. It's hard, and that's why you need a consistent practice or consistent focus because it's so easy to to go back to your old habits and get frustrated for things you can't control. It's yeah. hard. Like I'm, 
I'm saying I meditate on it, but it, I've been doing that for only four four weeks, and I've been trying to improve on not letting stuff I can't control impact my life. I've been working mm-hmm. on that for like five years, and I'm mm-hmm. still terrible at it. Yeah. Like, I'm still <laughs> terrible at practice. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough practice. Yeah, it is. But uh, someone like you, anyone who's into fitness, they have a clear understanding that repetition breeds success. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the last four weeks, like you're saying, you probably did that every fucking morning. Every like single morning. clockwork. <laughs> yeah. And you are seeing the effect already. Yeah. It's just a month. I know. A month passes by like that. I know. But every day a little bit, even if it's five minutes. Someone wants to do, I mean, no offense to your record, you know, but someone wants to do like 5,000 burpees in one shot. That's not how you get in shape. No. That's how you break a fucking record. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But what do you, what is your body going to retain out of that? Other than like, did you get injured actually? I'm curious. I did, yeah. You said you hurt your foot. Yeah, I'm just totally changing (laughs) the subject. No worries. Yeah, no, I did. Actually, after like two hours, I I couldn't feel my feet. And um, I, during training, I was wearing uh, (laughs) shoes that were a, a bit rigid. And so um, it was very, very helpful because when you throw your feet back, obviously your toes always bend, but the, the shoes that, were, that I was wearing were kind of absorbing some of the shock. Um, but I changed shoes like last minute and I have zero oh. experience in endurance events, but that's the worst thing you can do is change your, your, your gear before the event. Were they brand new shoes too? They were brand new <laughs> and they were like super, super light. So I was like, oh cool, I'm gonna be like really light. Yeah. And, um, but I could like bend the shoes like any way I wanted. Oh. The, yeah. And so, so had, um, no, no support. No support at all. Okay. And so after two hours, I was like, my feet are hurting like real bad. And, um, and so after that, Obviously, I just kept going, and then my elbow started to hurt like real, real bad because I, I I got injured during training because it's hard on the elbows. You're always like landing mm. on your Some on your shock. Yeah, exactly. Sure. There's always shock. Um, and then I started forgetting about my feet, mm. and then it was my neck. Then it was my other elbow. Then it was my shoulders. I like I was in my my entire body got hurt <laughs> to a point. But every time a new injury appeared, I was like, oh, that's good because the old one won't hurt as much because I'm going to start <laughs> thinking about the new one. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's bring on some new injuries. Um, uh, but the only one that lasted was the foot. The, okay. my, my left foot, that I didn't know what, what was wrong with it, but it healed after like a month. And my toes were completely black for like a month and a half. Black. Black. Oh, wow. Black. Is it from lack of circulation or what was going on there? Well, it was just like a nymph, uh, the impact. Bruised. For like okay, 5, so it was like all those blood vessels were destroyed or something. Yeah, or it was like completely bruised. But I, I, to a point I couldn't feel them and there was no blood circulating to my, my extremities. Hmm. And um, the last break, the the, the, the 10 minute break at uh, when I was like 4,000 burpees, there was like three hours and 10 minutes left and I was just laying flat on the ground. And the doctor was trying to poke my finger to, to, to take my blood, there was just no blood coming out. No <laughs> blood. And like, I, I couldn't feel my arms, I couldn't feel my feet. Like, and, and I was like, what the You're probably going on? white, right? Like, yeah. oh, I was, I was like white, I was swollen. I was, like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. terrible. But then the doctor told me after, she was like, I wasn't worried. It's just that your, your body was kind of protecting your organs. So the That's blood was focused on your organs and on your big muscles, like, like your, your legs and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, the body has a weird way. Once it's like in like that overdrive, it's yeah. just going to protect and fuck the arms, yeah. fuck your extremities. Exactly. I just need the organs to survive. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're here because we adapted. Yeah. We're the adaptive organism. I mean, everything is in a sense, you know, like a dog will get calluses eventually, yeah. like skin just yeah. work. But like, we're like the apex of that. Yeah. Your body's like, your brain will kick in and go, oh, okay, you need this blood here. And then like, okay, fuck the toes. Yeah. Fuck the arms. <laughs> it just starts 
playing with all the switches, you know? But and what's crazy is like that happened, like black toes and whatever, but that's still probably like 80 or 75% of your actual capacity. <laughs> yeah. You know? I know. You didn't die. You didn't die. You're yeah. not dead. I, I was you at know? 100%. That's for sure. That's just so crazy. Like, yeah. I'd say 90 for like, just to Who give you props. Limits, just to, yeah. <laughs> Maybe his fucking bar is high, man. Dude, this guy, it is high. Were your feet like, everything must have been throbbing. Like those last 10 minutes, I keep thinking of that. It's like all of this, all of this, all of this just builds up to this moment. Yeah. And this little door, this tiny little door where it's like, I could stop right now. Which I'm sure you didn't even hear at that point. No. Because you just had that fucking samurai blade of resolve driving through into the future like like a bridge you know yeah and you all you had to do was fucking walk on it exactly yeah like there, there was no stopping and i and i beat the record and uh people were like well stop and i was like fuck that there's <laughs> fuck no you. stopping yeah. like <laughs> i signed up for 12 hours goes, yeah, yeah. what is 12? stop exactly what, what just was keep the doing this record it was funny enough i and we were talking earlier about i had no doubt i was going to beat the record yeah. when i signed up it was um 4500 okay and then uh, I think two months into my training, uh, a guy in the army in the, in the states beat the record and did four thousand six hundred and eighty-nine. Okay. And then I think it was like three weeks before my attempt, it was my last big workout, and I had to do um, twenty-three hundred burpees, and I failed at that. I like got huge cramps because my target was twenty-three hundred in five hours. Okay. And I ended up only reaching uh, twenty-one hundred something something burpees, and the following day my trainer calls me and he's like hey sam did you hear that the record was just beat i was like what <laughs> and my, i was like what do you mean it was just beat like i'm going for it in like three weeks yeah and um so my target i was training to do five thousand burpees okay and the guy who beat it like three weeks before did five thousand ten and i was like i just came out of off of a failure <laughs> yeah. i have no time to train anymore because yeah. i have to start slowing down to to make sure I, I come in healthy yeah. and, and that i'm fully recovered and I have to increase my pace, knowing that I just got cramps because I was my pace was too fast. Mm. And I was like, "What the hell am I going to do it?" And so for like a week, I was like, "Jesus, this is like how how am I going to be able to do it?" And then the the week of the event, there was not a single doubt in my mind. Mm. I don't know how. Like, and you think about it, you I trained for five thousand burpees. Yeah. So it's just a matter of my mind that said, you know what? It's not five thousand. It's five. I was aiming for five thousand three hundred. So it's not mathematical, it's not training, it's not nutrition, it's just my mind who said, well, now we need to do more than 5,000. Yeah. Yeah. Mind over matter, like, yeah. now, crazy. This mechanism of just task, go, task, go, no thinking twice, just no plan B, just do it. Was that something you've built or were you always always like that as far back as you can remember? I've always been like that. Yeah. Growing up, I played hockey and I wanted to, to play in the NHL. Okay. Uh, my dad played professional hockey. Okay. So I always wanted to, to follow in his, his footsteps. Mm. And um, I remember I was like eight years old going to practice. And I would tell my dad, drop me off like two kilometers away from home. And, I, and I'm going to run home. And he was like, mm. you just came out of practice. Nice. Like, why are you going to run? <laughs> yeah. Like all the other kids are just excited to play. I was like, no, nah, I'm on a mission. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to be better than those other <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm on a mission. And so from a very young age, I, I've always been like super disciplined. And when I have something in my mind, like I'll chase it with, whatever I have. And it mm -hmm. doesn't matter if I reach it or not, I'm just going to give everything there I have every single time. Is there a, is there like a mechanism of comparison there? Like I just joked about it, but yeah. like the other kids weren't doing that. So you're like, I got an edge on them. Or was it just push yourself? Like that's, I know I got more in the gas tank. Like dad dropped me off. That's a good question, honestly. Um, I'm, I'm very competitive. Very, very competitive. So I, I definitely use that. Um, 
I don't know if I was doing it at that time to compete against the other kids or just to, to improve. I think I think I was doing it mostly to improve. But when it comes like game time, I I hate losing. Like yeah. I can't <laughs> lose whatever it is. If it's if it's a small game we're playing, like I hate losing. I want to win, and so I'm very competitive. But during training, I I believe again I was eight years old. I believe I was doing it just to improve myself. Yeah. Mm. How old are you now? I'm 28. Okay. Yeah. Man. 20 years ago. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. so Time that, flies. That's man. the fucking plus ones that made you do this burpees. Like, exactly. That that kid, that getting out the two kilometers and running home. Yeah. And know? I didn't realize it until after <laughs> the event. I was like, it's all these small moments. Yeah. Yeah. It Maybe did. in a way you're just competitive with yourself. Like it's both. Yeah. In a way you're just, because I don't see myself that way. I don't, like it doesn't compute in my brain, but I, there's a lot of people I meet that they're like, you know, we all hear it. We've all seen the quote on Facebook somewhere where it's like, just just be better than you were yesterday yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I, I, I guess maybe you actually feel that way. Like you're like, fuck that guy. Fuck me yeah. yesterday. <laughs> he yeah. thinks he's so cool. I'm going to run three kilometers, whatever. Like yeah. you're, you're just literally trying to one up yourself for some reason. I don't know. There, there's definitely some some power in that. But at the same time, I feel like nowadays kids are growing up and it's like all you have to do is is be better than yourself and it's okay if you lose and and that that mentality i have a hard time with like mm-hmm. it's 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 not okay to think you can lose and 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 so who cares like yeah. you, for me having a winning mindset is extremely important and and the thing that most people don't realize is that you don't have to have a loser for you to win like i i beat the 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 world record but to me that's not important the guy the guy who's going to beat me next and by the way there's somebody is going to beat me next he's going to do it for a fundraiser like he's going to win but i'm still going to win so so it's mm-hmm. like you you have to find something that you can compete with if it's yourself fine but i just feel like some people are just way better than i am today so if i chase who i am today why not chase the guy who's like a year ahead of me mm-hmm. or two years ahead of me yeah so so that i always want to chase people that are much better than i am I feel like David Goggins touched on that a little bit also. I mean, again, relating back to the self, because I like this yogic idea of yeah. like bringing it back to the breath because yeah. you carry it with you all the time. Yeah. So what about putting yourself in the future and seeing yeah. what can I accomplish? Yeah. And then like I, I, like David Goggins talked about that. You know, it's like you can't, he doesn't want to leave anything behind. He doesn't want to leave anything on the table. Yeah. And he talked about this crazy kind of like uh, like vision where he's like, he, he imagines that he dies. Yeah. And he goes to heaven and he's reading this book of his life. And it's all this stuff that he didn't do, you know, like ran, like did the hell week three times, yeah. ran the, all these marathons in a month and inspired all these people. And he's like, this wasn't me. I didn't do this. And the, this whatever angel explains, like, this is who you could have been. Yeah. And that scared the shit out of him. Yeah. So whatever this vision was, like he pops back into reality and he goes like, I can't let that happen. You know, and there's this quote that fucking haunts me. I think it was uh, Leonardo da Vinci. But right before he died. Apparently, he said, I have insulted God by how little work I've done. Wow. Like, one of the smart... This guy could write and draw, like, with both hands, and he invented a bunch of shit, and he, like, just enhanced all of human art and technology, and he was supposedly unsatisfied with himself. That's crazy. So, it's like, there isn't this satisfaction, but all this work comes out, all this beauty comes out. So, it's like, do I want to be self-satisfied? Or do I want to produce? Well, I think you need to chase more all the time. And, and you look at people who achieve the most in the world and it's like they're never satisfied. They're never satisfied. They always chase more. 
And yeah. obviously, like there's the argument that that's bad because you need to be happy and you need to be satisfied with what you've accomplished. But it depends where your goal is. If if you want to be the best in the world at something, that comes with some negative you, aspects. You have to give up something. Yeah, you have yeah. to give up something. Yeah. And, and like for me, beating the, the the world record, like I gave up a lot. Like during training, I gave up a lot. And so so people just see the, the the beauty of it, but that obsession, that mindset has its downsides as well. Yeah. And it's, it's it's definitely not healthy either. Hmm. Like doing five thousand burpees, like I can guarantee you there's nothing healthy there's about some that. Damage done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I was showing my girlfriend last night this uh, Oh man. I forgot. There's a motivational guy, he's a black dude, he's like super he's in every motivational video. I forgot his name though. If you know. Like he just screams when he talks, and you listen. Like everyone, Eric Thomas, Eric Thomas, yeah. yeah. So he's he's golden. He's yeah, he's amazing. Fucking perfect. I was actually showing my girlfriend this last night. He's like screaming to a crowd of like a hundred thousand people. You know, he's like he's like the most wealthiest place in the world is not uh, the biggest mansions, the biggest houses, the biggest cities, and the most well the wealthiest place in the world is the cemetery. All the dreams that weren't fulfilled, oh, all the wow. books that weren't written, all the fucking. Uh, the the jobs the the jobs that weren't created or the the businesses that were never built that's the wealthiest place in the world wow and when that powerful. hit it's like oh fuck hey back up here i really got to rethink things yeah you know it's like that's powerful that's, yeah man yeah. oh i got to find that video it's i'll send it to you it's insane yeah. and it's like yeah man you're fucking and it's the mantra that you're talking about is death is coming and when you reach that door are you going to look back like david goggins through the book and be like oh wow i did it or I could have fucking been all this. I could have said this to this person. I could have done this and took that chance and that yeah. risk yeah. and really made something or affected this person. Or are you going to look back and be like, I should have done this. I should, you know? And, and that must be the worst. That's Looking the back, worst. And Leonardo DiCaprio, not DiCaprio, <laughs> Da Vinci. <laughs> Him too, I, hope, I hope he doesn't. <laughs> but that feeling was probably like the biggest heartbreak of all. You know, yeah. When yeah. He said on that, some yeah. level, he knew he left stuff on the table. Yeah, and, and maybe to us, he did so much. But yeah. maybe to him, he was like, he put things on the side. He was just fucking around. He's like a yeah. super genius. He's like, I'm just gonna make up some and I, cool that's, stuff. I think that's why there's haters out there, and there's so much like people that push you back if you're trying to achieve something yeah. because they never did it. Yeah, and now it's like, no, you can't do it either. Yeah, because that regret at the end is gonna be so fucking painful when yeah. you reach that death door and you're like, oh. Yeah, and I shouldn't have taken that job. I should have done that yeah. or something. You know, and, and a lot of people will, will will say to themselves, "Well, uh, at least I'm not the only one." So that's why they try to hold you back. But mm. that's that's toxic. So toxic. That's yeah. toxic. Like you have to push people to be uncomfortable and chase their dreams, and and, and encourage it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and what's what's the risk in it? Like if your dream is starting a business and you start a business and you fail. Okay, so you failed. fucking what? You failed. Yeah, you, at least you tried. You tried. You learned. Yeah. You, you like for sure you learned. Like they, there's no way that you didn't learn. You you grew. Like there's going to be tons of positive aspects to it. Sure, it's going to hurt, but you're you're like the next time around, the next time you go to the bat, you're going to be so much better. You're probably going to succeed. And if you look at everybody who succeeded, it wasn't a one hit thing. It wasn't no. like first time I go to the bat and it's a home run. There's so many failures behind yeah. it, you know, yeah, and yeah. We, that's what I fucking hate about the social media world era we're yeah. in is that you only see the final product. Yeah. And there's a lot of people. Polished who, also. Exactly. Polished. Exactly. And sometimes there's a lot of influencers that only put things that they do for the gram 
And it's not even what they do in their day-to-day practice. It's like doing like some crazy burpee with like a jump clap, yeah. flip almost, and then burpee or rope slams with a back flip. And like, you're not doing that on a daily practice. You no. rip your knees. I'm a trainer. I know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then people who are just trying to build their, their, their self and maybe they're not at the level where you, where you achieve, but they're getting there. And then they see something like that. Look, that's their inner demons, but maybe they just step back. Like, Fuck, I can never do what that guy did. Why should I even bother? Yeah, but that, that's that's um, that's the part that scared me, and that's why I keep pushing people and reminding them that it's it's not about a, a number. Like everybody's number mm-hmm. is different. Mm-hmm. It's it's good to chase someone, but realize that you have to think big, act small. Like yeah. if if you're if you're coming off the couch and you're overweight, don't think about five thousand burpees. Like that's that's the worst thing you can do because you're gonna quit. You never even start. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna quit. It, like there's a guy we we're talking about people who inspired me. There, there's a guy who inspired me. He's incredible. He was extremely overweight, like three hundred fifty pounds, and he's been looking for years for a way to get back in shape. And he was like, I just didn't have the inspiration. But he's like, now I'm gonna do five burpees, and they're, they're not a real burpees. He's basically going on the floor and getting back up. But he said, I'm going to do five burpees every single morning and I'm going to increase by one every week. And he's sending me pictures of like five done, six That's done. That's how it goes, man. It, it's small, but you're going to build up. And it's accumulative. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like I was telling Sammy, I started doing, uh, it's been almost three three months. Uh, yeah, almost three months now. I do, I started with just as many pull-ups as I can throughout the whole day. Yeah. I would have a pull-up bar in my kitchen. Yeah. And so I was doing, I started at like 25 a day, 50 a day. And now I'm like banking like a hundred per day. I'm doing it in sets of fives or tens. Yeah. And I'm looking at the fucking board and like this month already, it's not over yet. I'm over like four grand pull-ups. Wow. And I'm like, holy That's fuck. That's insane. I'm like, this is, <laughs> this is plus ones visually. So I can see that over time, it's just going to keep accumulating. And before you know it, I've done more pull-ups than I ever done in my entire life in this one, in one month. month. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, fuck, if I do this forever, you know, I never felt sore once because it's in increments with like yeah. 20 minute breaks, whatever. Yeah. I've yeah. seen your posture get way better I also. F- like. I, f- I feel the benefits. I don't, f- I've never felt sore once, which is like mind blowing because yeah. as a trainer, usually like you give a series to a workout to a client, they're sore the next yeah. few days, but they don't have fucking six hours to spread out the sets. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, the volume is there. And that's how you apply it to life. The volume will be there. You do five burpees every day. Yeah. Next week, add one. Next week, add one. And exactly. then before you know it, you're doing 50 a day. And you're like, holy fuck, I lost 40 pounds. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. It's just our minds get so stupid with that. It's just like you don't see that far ahead because the, the moment is like, oh, it's just five burpees. It's not going to do anything. Yeah. You know? And it's that's the discipline you need to build. If you jump to the 50 burpees, you're going to fail 10 times harder. Exactly. Start small. That's, build a small. I like that. I like putting it that way. You're yeah. going to fail 10 times harder. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I've done it. We've all been guilty of that. Like you have a goal you did in the beginning of your yeah. prep. You yeah. did like the insane burpees. Yeah. And you, oh, fuck. Scratch head. My arms hurting. My legs hurt. Maybe we should get a trainer and yeah. have some structure to this. <laughs> I was like, this is dumb. I'm not <laughs> doing the right way. And that's why people get discouraged because they don't have guidance in the beginning. You yeah. try to jump you know? out of the hole instead of climbing. Look, some yeah. people, they yeah. can pull it off. It's a very small number of people, but it won't last over time because they'll do that for other things and then it'll fail and then it's just like, fuck. But if you have a strong foundation, start start small, yeah. think big, right? Yeah. And then you grow from there. It's going to work in everything, whether you're saving money for a fucking house, whether you're trading and building, you want to hit a thousand pull-ups or a hundred pull-ups or 10 pull-ups. It's that. Well, let's start at the foundation. Do what you can. Yeah. Start at the top, but consistent. Build at the bottom. It's like you're building here. There's nothing. It's going to fall. It's going to fall. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And and that's why I think we need to share more, more of our failures also. Because people see the end result and they're like, oh, wow. Like 
this guy is amazing. This girl's amazing. I, yeah. I could never do that. So why should I try? Yeah, but, but suggest there's no there's no wisdom. Yeah, it's just look look at me. Yeah. And it's yeah. like oh I can't be that guy. It's like no no no. <laughs> yeah, there's a process. <laughs> there's, a, there's a process, and I failed a bunch also. And everybody who you see who you think are perfect, they failed. They have flaws. Yeah. Like a lot a lot of people you look up to because they're famous or this and that. Most of them are depressed because that's not really what happiness is. Mm, and so yeah. we have to start looking at these people and saying wow, their lives are so amazing. I can never achieve that, so I'm depressed. No. First of all, you don't know if their lives are actually amazing. And second of all, that's not what they do every day. Yeah. It's just a picture. It's just a video. You're capturing a glimpse. Yeah. A tip of the iceberg you're seeing, you know. Yeah. In the end, we're all just people. Yeah. We talked about it yesterday. <laughs> you know, the famous people like committing suicide yeah. or something. Yeah. And even if they don't, you know, we all have tragedy and stuff. And yeah. it's just do what you can. Try till you die. Yeah. fucking play, be <laughs> playful in that boundary that you know you're going to die go for that extra thing try it out yeah see what happens yeah you know and help people along the way fuck yeah that's what it's all about yeah. elevating your circle yeah you know stories like what you did man it's i'm this is one of my favorite this is my favorite podcast i'll be honest with you brother i appreciate it man. thank you I'm, I'm having so much fun this, this is, is I yeah. like i would love to have you back on it i'd love to be just back. ran on a time yeah <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> but dude like i really think like this podcast is growing and I really think that this story and you coming on will really help people, man. I truly believe it. I really appreciate that, man. You guys are, you guys are amazing. This, this was a lot of fun. Uh, thank, thank you, man. Well, uh, really appreciate it. We're, we're just a venue for fucking for people <laughs> who are doing some crazy ass shit. It's inspiring. <laughs> and we just want to, we want to like repeat that signal, you know, yeah. like a, like a Wi-Fi booster. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and that's, that's the way we could help the world. It would be fucking awesome. Man. Oh, for sure. You know, for sure, bro. That's amazing. If you have, are you, is the foundation still going on? Is it people can still donate at any time? Um, so we stopped the donations, okay. but we're going to reopen them. Uh, I don't know exactly when, and okay. uh, I want to do something collective this year. Okay. So it's not necessarily uh, an individual record, although there, there may be some people who try records, but I want to, to make sure that we challenge ourselves collectively as, okay. as a team. Yeah. And also there's going to be a fundraiser with yes. that as well. Is awesome. there anywhere where people can stay in touch with this and follow you and see what's going on? Uh, yeah, on, on uh, Instagram slash uh, Sam slash, uh, no, Sam underscore I'm not that active as you can see. It's <laughs> Sam <laughs> underscore Finn, F-I-N-N underscore. F-I-N underscore. F-I-N-N. N-N. Yeah, okay. exactly. I'll put a link too at the bottom of the video. And yeah, awesome, brother. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, well, thank you guys. It was awesome. Yeah, amazing, thank you, man. Thank you. Really appreciate it. All and, right. Uh, on that note, love you all. Yeah. <laughs> Stay curious. Wow, dude. That was fun. That was fun, man. Uh, dude, that uh, flew the fuck by. Dude, I was, how long that was it? Be, uh, hour an hour and a half. What? <laughs> No, it wasn't. <laughs> it's an hour and a half, man. We're 12 o'clock right now. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yeah. No, we could have oh, done wow. that for another hour, man. I, I wish we could.